um yeah so guys i had to make a part two so this is the continuation of inky johnson's testimony i want you to finish it out because it's powerful okay all right enjoy guys people's lives around me like you can't put a price on that like at a certain point like what is it really about like and i know the initial reaction when we go through things is to say man why did this have to happen to me and it's an honest reaction because sometimes good people go through some crazy stuff and some of the things we go through i'm gonna just be real it's not a, it's not a scripture for it it's not you can't go ain't go to romans 2 2 they're like what it's not but this is what I've understood. In life, some people don't need you to preach a sermon. They need you to live one. And so when they see you living it, they can connect and identify with that. The only thing I ask of you, as talented, as brilliant, as powerful, as beautiful as you are, never allow life to make you forget why you started in the first place. Meaning that first time you said, man, I'm riding with Christ, let's go. That first feeling you got, like that first interaction, that first connection you got, like when you first got it. It's like when people say at, at the beginning, everybody is excited, everybody is on fire, but at a certain point, you hit something along the journey, and it's going to test that level of commitment. At a certain point, you're going to hit something, it's going to test that level of faith. And my definition of commitment was always staying true to what I said I would do, long after the mood that I've set it in has left. Like, am I going to stay true to my beliefs and my core and my essence of who I am as an individual, even if I get a paralyzed right arm and hand? Am I going to stay true to it, even if my little career that I thought I was going to have disappears? Am I going to stay true to it, even if one day I'm in a football game, the thing I love to do, the thing I've been practicing my whole life, and then one moment it gets wiped out? Am I going to stay true to it? Because depending upon if I'm going to stay true to it, a lot of other people's belief in their Christian journey is predicated upon that and my belief in my Christian journey. In other words, I've seen a lot of other people say, Inky, I want to give my life to Christ, not because of something that happened with me, but because of something I've seen happen to you. And so when ESPN comes to me and say, Ink, you wouldn't be in the NFL right now? I'm like, if you only knew. If you only knew my father got saved because my if you only knew my three boys that went first round to the nfl all of them got saved if you only knew if you only knew my mother the level of a faith like if you only knew like i just seen god do some things through the injury and i'm like man i just every day i wake up i just try to stay out of his way i'll leave you with this we already know what to do when god says yes we already know what to do when we get blessed. We already know what to do when our prayers get answered. But the question that I have for you in this rhetorical, what will you do when God says no? There you go. That testimony is powerful. See, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. <clears throat> the very thing that he thought he was going to do, that he knew he was going to do, that he groomed most of his life to do, 
is the very thing God didn't want him to do. It's, it's kind of like the same way with relationships and marriages. I mean, people think just because, oh, I'm going to marry this person, this is the person God has. No. Sometimes people marry their murderers. People marry their, the worst abusers of their lives. That is because that is not the person God had for you. And you refuse to see the red flags, just like I have in life, just like all of us have. Yeah, nobody is uh, <laughs> exempt here, okay? But let me tell you, I want to say this to you, and I want this to sink in, guys. God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Just as the heavens is high amongst the earth, so are my ways and my thoughts. You see, let me tell you something. <clears throat> Excuse me. We can't even begin to get on a level of God thinking. I'm going to say that again. We can't even begin to get on the level of God thinking. We can't. He's way much more powerful and higher than we are. So we can't even begin to get on that level. We shouldn't even try to because this is what he's telling us ultimately. This is my job. Let me do it. Move. Stop trying to do my job for me. Move. This is my job. Let me do it. We are going to have trials. We are going to have tribulations. We are going to go through things on your walk to Christ. You are going to stumble. You are going to fall. But you get back up. You fight and you keep going. Do not let the enemy tell you you're no good. Do not let the enemy tell you God does not love you. Do not let the enemy use your failure against you. Don't, guys. Don't. Because he will. He'll use your own thoughts against you. He has to me. Oh, I just can't stop doing this sin. And, oh, you know, um, <clears throat> um, the Lord doesn't love me. He, he's tired of me. He's tired of me messing up. Don't let the enemy tell you that. Because you'll fall for it. Mm-hmm. You will fall for it. It's a dirty trick because God loves you. When you fall, pray, get back up and go. Repent. Repent, 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 repent. This is why Christ died so that you could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those that reject him. This is why Christ died so that you can repent. Repent. Get back up and keep going. God takes you through trials and tribulations to get you to a certain place, to build you to a certain strength. He, he has ways, and his ways are not ours. Just be prayerful. Keep your eyes on him. Not the TV screen, not the celebrities, not the social media. Not, keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on him. No matter what's happening around you, the whole world be crumbling around you. Keep your eyes on the Lord and know 
He's doing something. We might not know what it is at the time. But he's doing something. He is. Well, I mean, he his power is, is indescribable. You can't even describe it. You can't. So, um, I know um, people question God. Um, this next person um, that I'm going to have you guys listen to, she is a prophetess. This lady is very good. You know, I don't just follow and believe anybody. I, I have to feel something in my spirit. I have to pray about people. I have to know. You know, this person, anyone that I play for you, I believe in my heart they are truly of God. And it's because I felt it in my spirit or whatever the case may be. But know that I trust them. If I put it on my podcast, if I put it out there to you guys, know that I trust them. Okay, because the Bible speaks of false prophets. They're out there. They're out there. They're out there to deceive you and mislead you. And there's a lot of people getting deceived and misled. Don't be one of them, guys. Okay? So, um, I am about to play Miss Shanika Byers, United for Christ. You can find her on YouTube. Um, she's a prophetess. She gives very good messages from God. So, uh, God will speak through his messengers, guys. Okay? It says that in the word in Matthew 24. So he will speak through his messengers. Okay? So I want you to hear what she has to say. Hold on, guys. You said you couldn't move. You said that you couldn't speak. 
And it just seems to me that the enemy has a lot of power, a lot of authority. She was just really insinuating that she felt like even though God was big, that the enemy was just as big. That was her perception. And so my answer to her was this. I said, the enemy has some power, but the reason why the enemy was successful in attacking me that day is because God allowed it. I explained to this person that even though the enemy has some power, and we'll talk about that, he does not have power or authority over God, okay? And the only reason why God allowed the enemy to attack me that day was because God had a purpose for me. God had a plan for me. God had a promotion for me. God had something that needed to come out of that attack for me. Hallelujah. So how can we understand God willing these things? How can we understand that God is in control? Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter one. And there are several scriptures in the Bible, guys, but this is one that I'm, I'm going to use. Ephesians chapter one, verse 11 talks about how God is the one that wills and purposes everything for the child of God. So it says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So my interpretation of this scripture, what does it mean? It meant for me that our father in heaven is the only one that is in position to work out everything in my life and in your life according to his will and his purpose. It means that God is the only one that is able to arrange all things. He is the only one that is able to control all circumstances in our lives to carry out his own plans hallelujah for our lives the verse says to me that god is the one that is in control of our purpose and any other influences that pertain to our lives there is nothing in this verse that says that satan is the one that wills the purposes in our lives. It, there's nothing in the verse that states that Satan, okay, has the authority to arrange our circumstances. It says that God, hallelujah, is the one that arranges all things in our lives. People of God, the Lord is saying that we have got to stop giving the enemy so much control. We are giving the enemy way too much control over our lives. We are giving him just as much power as God. We are giving the enemy equal entrance into our lives. We are giving the enemy more control sometimes than God has in our lives. Okay? The Bible is clear that Satan is a subordinate of God and he is not equal to God. Let me say that again. The Bible tells us in the book of Job chapter one that Satan is a subordinate of God and he is not equal to God. The enemy cannot do more than what God will allow for him to do. Now, the Bible does talk about that Satan has power over death. And that is attributed to people that are walking in death. So if you're dealing with someone that does not know God, if you're dealing with someone that rejects God, then that means that they are living for Satan. That means that their God is Satan. It means that they are and they will succumb to the devices of the enemy because their Lord is from the kingdom of darkness. And those are the types of people that the enemy has the power to bring death to. 
The Bible says that the enemy has power over death, not life. And even in those circumstances where the enemy has power over someone that serves him, even in those circumstances where the enemy has power of death over someone that does not know Jesus Christ, Satan still has to get permission from God before he can take someone's life. Why? Because it is God that has the ultimate authority. Notice I said ultimate authority to cause people to die. The Bible says that the enemy has power over death, but the Bible also says that God has the authority which is higher than power, God has authority over all. God is the Alpha. God is the Omega. God is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Creator. He is God. And there is nothing or no one above God. Hallelujah. Somebody's saying, well, Shanika, why are you saying what you're saying? What is the purpose of your message? The purpose of the message, people of God, on today is to prophesy to you. God needs you to understand that nothing happens in your life without his permission. God says, do not be deceived into thinking that the enemy has control over anything in your life just because you're going through something. Just because you're having a bad week or a bad month or a bad couple years. Just because things don't look like they're moving. Just because you're in a dark place. Just because you're in a place of tribulation and trial. God says none of that means or designates the enemy has control. God says stop putting the enemy on the same line as him. The enemy has power over death. God has authority and power over all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 24 verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwelleth therein. This means what? That everything belongs to God. And there is nothing or no one that is above God. Child of God, can I say something? The Lord is saying that the enemy cannot harm you. The enemy cannot tempt you. The enemy cannot take your life. The enemy cannot touch you without God's permission. I need to say that again. Can I say something to you, child of God? The enemy cannot harm you. The enemy cannot force you to do something. The enemy cannot tempt you to do something. The enemy cannot take your life. The enemy cannot kill you. The enemy cannot touch you, hallelujah, without God's permission. This is what the Lord is saying. He says, beloved, the true reason why he is allowing you to go through your current trial, the reason why you're going through your tribulation right now, the reason why you have been attacked, the reason why you're going through a dry season, the reason why it seems like you can't hear him is because there is a purpose and a promotion for it. God says, repeat that again. The reason why he allowed your trial the reason why he is allowing your tribulation, the reason why he's allowing your pain, the reason why he's allowing your suffering is because he has a purpose and a promotion for it. People of God, the Lord is saying that it is easy for us to believe in him when everything is going well. It is so easy for us to go with the flow when everything is just working itself out. But God is saying that he is trying to teach us and to train us up to know how to be in peace and enjoy and in heaven happiness even when we are in our trials and in our tribulations hallelujah god is saying what about when he allows the attacks what about when he allows that circumstance to take place he says will you still trust him do you still trust him do you still have joy do you still have
peace in him? What about when he allows for certain things to transpire in your life where you're going to lose something? God says, do you still believe that your harvest is going to ripen? Do you still believe that your promise and your blessing is going to come into manifestation? God says, will you still trust him no matter how the situation looks? Will you still trust him even when he's silent in your life and it doesn't seem like you have any direction? God says, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to have joy when everything is going well, but God has said that it is even better when you can see the light, even in your tribulation, when you can see the light, even in your trial. God says in all of these things, no matter whether good or bad, no matter whether it's an attack or whether it's something that is being given to you, understand that there is purpose in it, there is promise in it, and he allowed it, he allowed it, God says he willed it because of his perfect plan that he has for your life. The Lord is saying for those of you that belong to him, many of you are dealing with attacks. You're dealing with these trials and these tribulations because some of you are being tested. Some of you are being tested because of your faith. God says that many of you have allowed your faith to waver. And as a result of that, he is testing your faith. He is building up your faith in this season. He needs for you to have a faith that is unwavering. He needs for you to have a faith that is strong. He needs for you to have a faith that is founded on his principles on who he is. God is also saying that some of you are dealing with opposition in your life right now because there is something that you need to correct. There is an ongoing issue. This is what God is saying. There's an ongoing issue in your life that the Lord has previously asked you to fix and you have not done so. And so God says it won't be until you fix this issue. It won't be until you address this issue. It won't be until you face this particular issue in your life is when you will begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel, the light at the end of your tribulation. God is saying that even some of you are dealing with with things because of the con- these are the consequences of your own decisions. God said some of you are dealing with trials because of the consequences of your own actions. God said he asked you to do something else, but you did this instead. And so God is allowing for you to go through this. He's allowing for you to experience your decision so that you know that that was the wrong choice. And so that you understand that he is God and he knows what's best for you. And so that you will know that the next time that God gives you something to do, that you will follow his direction rather than to follow your own way of understanding and thinking. God is even saying that there are some of you that are going through trial just like Job. You're going through an attack just like Job and you haven't done anything wrong. But God is saying that he allowed the enemy to attack you in the situation, hallelujah, because he's training you. Your next assignment that you are going to pursue next in your next season, God is training you for that. He's training you to be promoted in the kingdom. God is saying that there is a purpose that is going to come out of this attack. There is a, a promotion that is going to come out of this attack and God says that he needs for you to be fully ready. He needs for you to be fully prepared for what he is getting ready to send you into, for where he is getting ready to take you. God is saying that you are being trained and that is the purpose of the attack. God says that he needs to make you strong. God says that you are his army. You are his remnant and he needs for you to stand strong in any assignment, in any circumstance, in any season that he has allowed for you to enter into and he does not need for you to waver. God saying people of God your season of trial your season of test your season of tribulation will end 
This too shall pass. God says it's, this is not forever. God says that your trial, your test, and your tribulation will end. God says when it ends, it will mean that his purpose has been accomplished in your life. And God is saying when you see this thing accomplished in your life, God says that he is going to get the glory out of your promotion. If God says he's going to get the glory out of what you receive from this because God says the whole goal of it all is to progress you is to take you into that next thing is to bring you where he has willed for your life to be God says there are some big things that he has called many of you to do in this season and the seasons that shall follow and God says that everything that you are experiencing are exactly what you need to experience God says that the enemy is not in control of this that he is in control and he needs for you to trust every moment every second of your trial trust every moment every second of your tribulation trust every moment every single second second hallelujah in your attack god says he knows what he's doing god says he's preparing you for the next god says he's preparing you for the ripening of your harvest god says that he's preparing you to be a soldier for the kingdom god says you are his beloved you are his remnant and god says you shall stand that he is giving all that you need to you to stand hallelujah in your season in your next seasons and for all the days of your life hallelujah god says everything belongs to him god says all power and all authority belongs to him and he needs for you to understand that when things are happening in your life it is not that the enemy is in control but it is that he allowed it and he allowed it for his perfect will for your life he allowed it for your purpose he allowed it for your promotion hallelujah glory to jesus christ so people of god that is the word from the lord on today before i get off of here i want to say a quick short prayer Dear Heavenly Father, dear Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, we have come to you humbly and hungry for your word today, and we have received your word, and we thank you, Lord, for your discipline, your encouragement, your training, your teachings, your words, everything that you have for us to help us stay on the straight and narrow path as we are entering into the gates of heaven. Father, we understand that you are Alpha, Omega, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. Thank you for the reminder that you are God, and there is nothing or no one that is above you. Father God, we thank you for walking with us and talking with us we thank you lord for loving us more than we love ourselves we thank you lord for ruling and reigning in our hearts we ask that you will continue to lead us and guide us in all of our ways in the mighty name of jesus christ of nazareth we pray amen and amen we are here on purpose to glorify god in jesus holy name guys i love you i thank you for all right guys again that's shanika byers um, United with Christ. You can find her on YouTube. Um, you know, like I said, anyone I listen to, I've prayed about them. I've felt in my spirit about them. And, you know, I want to say everything that she was saying is right. You know, people, like when everything is going good, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, I love the Lord. And then when start, things start to go array, you know, then that's when they start questioning God and get angry with God and these things. And, you know, God takes us through tribulations and he takes us through these things so that we, so that he can see where we're at, you know. And, and, and you know, I want you guys to understand the enemy does have some power, but nothing is more powerful than the authority of God. You understand the enemy even has to go to him for permission. Okay, so, and I love the part when she said the people are not walking in in his way 
People that are not walking for the Lord that are in danger. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing what I do. This is why I'm spreading the doctrine, the gospel, because I know this. My brothers and sisters, I know this. Listen, <clears throat> um, I had a, a nephew who got killed in gun violence over a girl. And he, he wasn't walking in the way. And I, I was telling everybody, you know, the enemy killed him. The enemy killed him. You know, and um, it just, this has happened a lot. You know, I don't have an answer for everything. Because some things there are no answer to. Yeah, I want you guys to let that sink in. Okay? I do not have an answer for everything. Because some things, there is no answer to it. So, I'm going to break that down a little for you guys. There's things that God wants us to know, and there's things that He does not want us to know. It's beyond us. It's beyond our understanding. It's beyond our comprehension. But my God, our God, your God knows what He's doing. We have to trust that. We have to trust that. If When it comes to something that He wants us to know, we will understand it. We will know. It will be confirmed. God's word is always confirmed some way, somehow. And what I mean by that is, you know, you might feel in your spirit, or you, you might hear the Holy Spirit speak to you and tell you to do something. Confirmation comes behind that. Through a person, through um, a scripture you read in the word, or, you know, it all, always comes to, it might be something you seen that confirms it on TV. It's always something that confirms God's word. Confirmation. Okay, guys, um, you know, it's so much to say. I, I could stay on this podcast all day and night, you know, but my goal is to get people to listen, and I want to, I know everyone has everyday lives, and I know the attention span of some, so I try and keep them, right. you know, let me give you this testimony, because the first two recordings i done were 34 minutes, and, and I didn't plan it. No, not at all. I didn't plan it. And uh, so, I just noticed it today when I looked at it. And, you know, God talks to us in so many different forms. When you build your relationship with Him, you will know. Okay, He deals a lot with numbers. God is a number God. He deals a lot with numbers, and they can mean many things. And so when I looked and I said, oh, each one of these recordings at 34, each one of these podcasts at 34 minutes. And, and what is three plus four? Seven. Okay, so, you know, uh, and, and I want you guys to know I truly didn't plan it that way. <laughs> hey, thank you, Jesus. Okay, I want to end this podcast with a prayer in Jesus' name. So bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask that you come here today and you bless us, you bless your listeners, Father. We repent of our sins, Heavenly Father, and I pray that everyone listening can agree with me in the name of Jesus, Yahshua HaMashiach, the anointed one, our Messiah. Father, I pray that we come together and that we repent of our sins, we repent of our iniquities, we repent to you, O Lord. We repent for those sins that are known and unknown and those sins of our heart, Heavenly Father. Yes, in Jesus' name. 
And Father, we come to you that you may bless our family, bless our friends, bless our loved ones, our children. Bless them and cover them with the blood of Jesus Christ. Bless them and protect them with the angels from the heavens, your mighty, your mighty powerful angels. Father, we come to you and we pray for those who are homeless, who are sick, who are hungry, who have nobody in this world. Yes, we love them, Lord, and we pray for them, Heavenly Father, that you will see to all their needs. And Father, we just pray for your constant protection from the enemy, from his tricks and woes. We pray for your constant protection in Jesus' mighty holy name. We pray for, for powers through your, through your authority. The power to go pray for others and healing and bring good prayers to pass. We pray for our enemies as well, Father. May they walk in your way. May they walk in the way of Jesus Christ and walk in his love. We thank you, Heavenly Father. God bless us. And we thank you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We praise you. We praise you, Jesus Christ, your mighty name. We praise your mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We just want to thank you. We want to thank you for your love. We want to thank you for your honor. We want to thank you for your protection. We want to thank you for everything you supplied us with. We want to thank you for every day, every hour, every minute here. We want to thank you. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So, um, <laughs> you you have a nice day. Uh Tomorrow is Friday. I got a big surprise for you guys. And so I want you to, to listen to that Friday podcast. Like I said, I'm going to try to do these daily. So um, please support. Please go to my YouTube channel, Followers of Christ, and subscribe and support me there as well. Um, please spread the word. Share, 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 share. Please share. Okay, thank you guys, and you have a great day. God bless you. I love you. I love you.